0: Thrive. Flourish. Unleash your buried treasure. This is the Exponentially Empowered Podcast with Joel Bine. Through conscious action and authentic self-connection, empower yourself to write your own script. I'm back. Joel, episode 19, Exponentially Empowered, two podcasts in two days. Yesterday's podcast, I emphasized the exponential half of Exponentially Empowered, addressing the 1% a day principle. Today I want to highlight the empowerment side and the underlying why at the grandest level. Why? choose empowerment? Why live a life of thriving and flourishing in terms of how that impacts the world? Because a common criticism of the types of topics that I talk about, or even this sort of a whole genre of, of personal development is, well, that's nice for you. That's great that you can have a happy life. I'm happy for you. But that really doesn't help the world because there's all these people who are in dire situations, disadvantaged situations, less resources, traumatized situations, impoverished situations, etc. And your personal development journey is not really going to help them. It isn't really going to change the systems at large. It's, it's going to help your life and I want you to be happy, but... I really want this is this is of course the devil's advocate speaking. I want to see the bigger societal changes. So I might put my energy, time, attention towards the perhaps political realm or trying to address policies to and or, or or create movements and rally together with with groups of people to create massive change. But changing one's own life that's nice and dandy and sure you might be happier and that's just not going to impact these systems this is the this is the criticism whether it's whether it's vocalized conscious or not it is certainly the implicit criticism of personal development in terms of changing the world right and i actually would assert that personal development is the pathway is the number one pathway, number one pathway. I'm not gonna discount that there could be other avenues that impact the world. I mean, I think creating organizations that have grander missions is a major element of that. Entrepreneurship, creating new options. For instance, in, in the education realm, which is an, a realm about which I am impassioned trying to create new alternatives, whether that's Montessori or Circle School or Sudbury Valley or unschooling, or options around higher education, whether that's Lambda School or Praxis. These options create, they create options for people so that the conventional system can become more obsolete over time. So I think this is a an ex, uh, a very important way to affect change in the grammar, grander scheme, is creating organizations, creating options. But I think that's, actually, honestly, that's an extension of personal development. And I really am not someone who is going to participate in the dog and pony show that is politics. I basically, assert that any action in that realm is striking the wrong nail with the hammer and my biggest criticism of that is a when you turn to politics that's going to get into this win-lose situation because whoever wins in politics means that someone else loses and that's not really moving the needle forward is it to create a harmonious loving peaceful compassionate world I wanna create win-wins. I wanna create win-wins. So let's bring this back to your personal power, your personal development, and your personal sphere of control, which is the entire premise of this podcast. How is that going to make an impact, really? And the question, the answer first is the long name, is generational. And this is something that I've very rarely heard talked about in the realm of changing and it's perhaps understandable because we see problems that are occurring right now that are immediately very concerning and frustrating and devastating and jarring and shocking and tragic basically. So you want to have the quickest possible solution because we want to have that need for harmony met immediately. We wanna have the need for peace met and love met immediately. Nobody wants to see these types of, of conflicts in the world. And so turning to something like legislation can be very tempting to say, Let's, this is, this is a, a very quick way to do things, right? To change things for the best. But of course, legislation is, is a coercive mechanism. And what's the harder route but I think the actual route that creates change, true change, true peace, true compassion, true win-wins is the realm of creativity, the realm of persuasion to create win-wins. But this is a long game because we have such a culture of, of, of basically traumatized culture, basically a traumatized culture of of us went through public school for 15,000 hours. And that's one element of trauma right there. And that doesn't mean that those individuals who are, those adults who are in that system, uh, which includes me, which has included me for the past 10 years, though I am, as I mentioned yesterday, on, on the way towards newer territory. That doesn't mean those individuals are intentionally hurting children, but there's a systematic issue there. It goes back to the roots, the roots of that system. It doesn't meet the child's cho- the child's need for choice, autonomy, and respect, freedom, independence. And so that's at the root of our, our, our society, right? Because when 95% of the population does something that's that's not meeting those needs, it's going to impact how adults operate this is basic cause and effect but there's also the element of parenting of the inter- intergenerational transfer of trauma which can start as soon as a child is conceived but then those first couple years of life as well where there's an environment in the in the household of, of uncertainty for that child or fear or terror or there's power over strategies that are used by the parents who are enacting their own childhood trauma because they haven't quite processed it because they've been been a little bit scared to do that and it's quite it's quite the, the, the onion to un, unpeel but these things continue to unconsciously be perpetuated so whether that's striking the child euphemistically known as spanking whether that's punishing the child, sending him or her on time out whether that's S- sending implicit messages of conditional love, which could simply mean that you need to eat this broccoli because that—that's w- what a, a good boy does. Seemingly innocuous, but the child internalizes the, n- the notion of good boy or good girl, and says only if I please the authorities, the, the, the parents, whom I am dependent upon for survival. Only when I do that will I get my love. So there's not a sense of self-acceptance for who one is. And this is what the Miguel Ruiz family calls domestication. Don Miguel Ruiz wrote the Four Agreements. And there's another, one of the sons of Dama McGillivoree's, Dama Jr. I've heard him on a few podcasts of, of late. And he actually has his own podcast. It's no longer active, but it's invaluable gem talking about this concept of the domestication and moving towards unconditional love. So these are sort of the roots of our culture, right? And they're very rarely talked about in the culture. But if you don't address the roots, you don't really solve the problem, do you? So what is the solution of personal development, personal power, in order to thrive and flourish as an individual, in order to cultivate change in the world? So we have such an uphill battle right now in the culture to create an actual peaceful culture, where the planet is full of human beings interacting with each other in win-win situations rather than tactics of power, basically. So the question is, well, if it's an uphill battle, is it worth playing that long game? And this is what I'm saying that no one talks about, basically. That Assuming our species can persevere and, and uh, survive, basically, these next couple centuries, or this century, it's quite, it's quite the, the course we're on right now. But there's, there is room for optimism. If we're going to persevere and create a, a world of harmony. What will that world, how can we create that world over the course of time, over the course of perhaps thousands of years? Again, the, tempt, the temptation is to try to make it happen right away, but it can't really happen right away. We can, we can advocate vocally and passionately and live a life of freedom and authenticity and compassion and create new, new options in the, in the marketplace and create connected create connected conversations, compassionate conversations with, with other people to persuade them to think to think critically about what's going on in the world. But what I'm, my, my, my point here is, what about the kids in the year, the year 3000? I mean, I, I would like us to, to assume that the year 3000 will come for humans. Let's go ahead and assume that. The year 3000. Now we have a solid number of centuries. Will those children be raised peacefully and health, healthfully and avoid these systems of domination of parenting and schooling and destructive religious messages and destructive government messages? Are we going to transcend that as, our, as a species? What about the kids in the year 3000? What about the kids in the year 3000? So if we play that long game, let's go ahead and run with this. And you'll have to believe me right now. You can, you can go ahead and think critically on your own to rebuttal what I'm saying. But I, w- I would invite you to consider what I'm saying and entertain. As Aristotle said, The mark of an educated mind is one who can entertain an idea without accepting it. So I invite you to entertain this idea of the long game of of generational change towards health, peace, thriving, flourishing in the culture as a whole. We need to, over the course of generations, raise children in a slightly healthier way so that those children can raise can can grow up and be higher up on Maslow's hierarchy sooner and have less adversity to overcome less trauma and then that generation perhaps still has a little trauma and needs to heal it But they've gotten a little bit closer to the the bullseye. And they raise their children to be healthier and higher in self-esteem and autonomous and creative and respecting the will of the child through practices of compassionate communication and trust. Because the adult has done the self work, that personal development work, a little bit better than the last generation. Maybe a lot better than the last generation. And then the next generation, so we're like four generations up. Maybe we're at the year 2100 right now. Now we've got got a solid percentage of people beginning to do this because it's not just that that one kid is raised better. That kid grows up and he's happier and healthier, and he's going to emanate that with every single person that he meets, every single person that she meets, will be better off because those parents offered unconditional love to that child, because those parents offered unconditional love to themselves. It Starts with self, baby, it starts with self. So these memes, these memes of self-esteem and self-acceptance and unconditional self-love and Creating trust within the psyche and healing parts of self that didn't receive that trust That is the real work That is the real work and it ripple effects because when you heal those things you pass that on to your to your child You are are preparing to parent, or if you already are a parent, by healing healing those wounds, by, by eliminating the ability for the child to push your buttons, as it were, to have no more buttons to push because you have connected to self and you are enlightened, as it were. Another way of framing it. You are emanating compassion. Compassion. And I mean this in a very tangible way. There's nothing new age about what I'm saying. It's completely scientific, it's neurological rewiring. It's healing memories that are in the brain and the nervous system and processing them and creating new connections and speaking to the child self and saying, you are enough right now. and, And revisiting scenes of childhood and saying, as the wise, present adult, talking to that child self and healing and loving and nurturing that child self and reparenting that child self. And that is the process of integration. And when you heal those things, you are now more emotionally and psychologically available to provide unconditional love to your actual own child. And you will not be automatically disposed to these past memes of parenting this, what Alice Miller calls calls poisonous pedagogy of punishment, but rather turning towards new strategies that are win-win, that are based on needs and communication and trust. That is the deep depth. That That is the depth of creating a new world in the future. This is what i'm saying with exponentially empowered it's not just about your own life being happy which is the first which is of course enough reason by itself but that is going to impact the world at large i mean this is what lights me up this is the impassion that you're hearing in my voice in this podcast is not simply i want to be happy for my own little world that's disconnected from reality this is the this is the criticism that is false the underlying why behind Exponentially empowered behind doing what makes you come alive, behind connecting to yourself, behind thriving and flourishing is to be able to pass that on to the next generation and to pass that on to your relationships and to see that ripple effect. Because the exponential part is not simply your own life, but it's the ripple effect onto other people, into your personal relationships, into your community, and you keep investing in that. Like you put that money into the bank account, into the investment account every day, every month. And you see how that miracle of compound interest occurs. This is the exact same, exact same premise principle for personal growth and making an impact on people over generations. Because every moment that you heal yourself you're now more available for the next person that you interact with or the the child with you with whom you interact and that child rate it becomes an adult and it is more grounded in the true self and not guarded and not lashing out because of unprocessed traumas, which is what happens in the world when we see violence. The reason that there's violence in the world is because people are disconnected from their true selves because they were hurt as children. And they've put protectors, this armor, around that child self and locked him away or locked her away. And out of a tragic need to get a, a tragic attempt to get a need met, a need for visibility, a need for efficacy, a need for, a need for love, that violence occurs. That violence occurs because this rage comes up, unprocessed, unnamed, yearning. The true self yearns because you can deny and suppress and disown, but you cannot ever eliminate your truest self. It is only going to be suppressed. So every moment that you do that, you're sending ripple effects into your own life and to the lives of those with whom you encounter. And how can that positively spiral into the next hundreds and thousands of years? And look, like I said, we have a tough road ahead of us. But you may say that I'm a dreamer, but I am not the only one. It is possible to create a world of peace on this spinning globe, this wondrous, beautiful planet it is possible and don't underestimate what capacity you have and maybe you're going to get punched in the face metaphorically in your life you're going to have all sorts of obstacles you're going to be have all sorts of setbacks you're going to be striving then you get knocked down you get striving you're knocked down continuing to strive to flourish and then you're punched down through the environments, through the circumstances, through the challenges of life. But you always have the choice to get back up, the choice to persevere. And that perseverance ripples. It ripples, baby. This is the exponential part of empowerment. Because I'm thinking about that child who could be born in the year 3000. And maybe it's going to be all integrated with AI. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much that's going to happen, and already is happening. That's beyond comprehension, basically. But I have a few short decades on this planet, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make it my mission to heal the world through my own life. Because what's the other? What's the other option? What's the other option? To completely resign? and you just disassociate from all the, the terror. So there's, there's really a lot of, there's a lot of reason to do this, to invest in yourself. Just, just by becoming a happier person, because who doesn't wanna be happier? I mean, that's, like I said a, a few minutes back, that's, that's really a good enough reason to invest in yourself to be happier. But I wanted wanted to address this implicit criticism of, well, that's nice and dandy, Joel, but that's not really going to impact these systems in the world. And I say, yes, it will. Yes, it will, damn it, yes, it will. Because the reason we have these systems is because we have these memes of power over that we need to use governments and force and monopolies on violence rather than free systems of win-win that respects people while also meeting needs for security and safety and compassion for those who are a little bit less off. It's possible to create that world, but the reason that we have these memes is because the mind has not been respected through the parenting and schooling memes that are baked into the culture baked into the culture that your mind is not able to think and be in reason on its own without the so-called authority right because what is the entire premise of k-12 public schooling the entire premise of k-12 public schooling is you will not be ed- educated without us adults and again i don't mean this from a place of of, of, of condescending or, or blame shame of these adults. I'm simply not trying to name, I'm not trying to blame shame, I'm trying to name, I'm trying to name what is happening in objective reality, which is these adults implicitly are telling the child, because we are compelling you to come to this institution and compelling parents to pay for it, that you cannot learn on your own. Which is completely incorrect you can learn on your own which is how humans are born curiosity curiosity and the capacity to make sense of things through reason but when we're punished and we're told you need to learn this because i said so or you need to listen to the parent listen to the teacher because i said so you're not appealing to the child's ability to reason And when we don't turn to reason, we don't turn to win-win. We turn to coercion, which is the exact message what's happening through compulsion of attending K-12 schooling. So this is the root. This is the root. I'm striking the root. I've been committed to striking the root for a decade now. Identify these problems, but then say, okay, what am I going to do in my own life? What can I do in my own life? Perhaps take a deep breath and say hello to the little child that's within you. Just pause for 15 minutes and sit down on the couch and turn off your phone and close your eyes. and, and. get connected to that little child that's inside of your psychology it's inside of your mind that's still inside of you no matter what and you can go say hello who is that child who when when she was five years old and went to kindergarten for the first time and cried because she didn't want to leave her mom she didn't want to go she didn't want to go play She didn't want to to stop playing with her toys. Have you seen Toy Story 4? This is exactly what happens. The young child is compelled to go off to school and it broke my heart, broke my heart. Toy Story 4. But you can choose today to spend a few minutes and ask that child within you Hey, how do you feel about going to school? Do you want to go to, do you want to go to school? Did you want to go to school? Because tragically that question was most likely never asked of you at the time. This is the real work, folks, this is the real work. And there's other work perhaps to be done, but when I say real work, I'm saying this is the deepest root to take care of your own self and become the true self and self-actualize, not for the sake of just hunky-dory-dandy happiness, which is completely ignoring reality. No, because when you become so happy, you make other people happy too. When you heal, you can offer peace to others as well. Offer it to your child. And that's the best way to change the world.